0: Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Today, we get to continue our special series called Build Your Board, a That Sounds Fun podcast series in which we want to help you find the voices you need to live the life you want. Because in a world of influencers, you get to decide who is influencing you. Two weeks into the series, it is so fun to hear the processing y'all are doing, the decisions you're making, the way the guidebook is walking with you. I mean, it is It's awesome. We're so glad you are enjoying this series. In case you've missed it, we do have that guidebook for this series. So you have a place to take your notes and work through the question, who is the next voice you need to help you build the life that you want? Just go to AnnieFDowns.com slash build your board to download your copy of the guidebook today and make sure you jump back and listen to the other episodes of this series that have already released And before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys loved our episode with Melanie Rogers recently. Me too where we talked all about counseling and why it's so helpful. If adding one more appointment to your plate sounds daunting, though, it doesn't have to be because BetterHelp allows you to do your session right from home or in a quiet corner in your office or in a hotel room when you're traveling. There is no need to figure out factoring and commute time for any of that. When you're in a season where it feels like your mind is racing all the time or you're needing to process some big things, therapy is such a helpful tool and a therapist may be the next person you need to add to your board. I'm a huge fan of therapy and it has been a game changer for me. So if you want to give therapy a try, consider BetterHelp. They make it so simple to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. We love a quiz and they match you with a licensed therapist. Finding a therapist that is right fit for you is so important and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So you're sure to be working with someone who is a good match. And the fact that it's online and designed to be convenient, flexible and fit in your schedule is amazing. Be a good friend to yourself and your brain with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show, we continue our Build Your Board series, and we actually continue the conversation we started last Thursday with my mentor, Nancy, and today we talk with my friends, Becca and Harley. You know, you heard Nancy who disciples me, and, and so today you're going to get to hear from Becca, who I disciple and meet with, and Harley, who Becca disciples. It's like this little family line of discipleship, and here's why I wanted to do this. So many of you guys talk to me about wanting these kinds of relationships in your life, but aren't sure where to to start or what to do it feels awkward and complicated i get it so we thought it'd be fun to bring in both becca and harley so we can talk about what discipleship like practically looks like for all of us and let's be clear too i know y'all love the idea of finding someone to disciple and mentor you so that you have the help you need but today we're also talking about who you are then going to turn around and disciple whose board are you on as followers of Jesus, we all have a calling to go and make disciples. So we're going to break down what that looks like for me and Becca and Harley. And we are just one example, of course, but I think you're really going to love what they both have to share. If you're following along with us in your Build Your Board guidebook, you're going to be taking notes for this one on page nine. So here is my Build Your Board conversation with Becca and Harley.
1: Becca and Harley, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Hi. Hello.
0: I mean, both of you are like podcasters, so this is so casual
1: for you. We're like the the behind-the-scenes gals. That's true. we've made a couple appearances.
0: We have. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. You both have. I've heard you both. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It's not Not, not quite uh, as often. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Will y'all talk a little bit real quick? Will you say your name attached to your voice so that people listening can hear? And then say what you do. What is your job? So go?
1: oh, we should also say your Becca and your books. Yes, you can call me either one. Hey, I'm Becca, and I serve as the content director at Crosspoint. So I basically help to write and produce discipleship content for yes. our church. It's amazing. Thank you, you. Have you stepping into
0: that role, watching? I mean, I get to brag on you publicly in kind front of <laughs> the whole world, but watching your uh, transformation at Crosspoint over the last 18 18 years. Yeah, yeah. And now you're in this role where you are giving us the What we hold in our hands for discipleship is just so awesome. It's crazy. You're great at it. <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing at it. And so Thank I you. feel like we are we are hitting our stride in a lot of ways because yeah. of the work you and your team are doing. So you're amazing. Okay, Harley, you're amazing too. <laughs> do
2: you do? Yes. Hey, hello, I'm Harley. And I get the honor of actually working alongside Becca on the content team as well. There's, we're a team of three. We're a trio. And mm-hmm. I get to partner and kind of coordinate and do a lot of We really work so side by side. We work so relationally together that it's like we don't do completely separate things. Like we partner together in kind of everything we do. But building like we really focus on what happens like Sunday to Sunday, not just what happens on a Sunday. But what are you doing like Monday to the next Sunday when it comes to discipleship and content and formation and the digital space? That's what we really get to lean into and work on. Harley, I don't know this. How did you get to Crosspoint? Ha, ha, ha. That's a great story. <laughs> I was working in college ministry, so worked at Wesley for a year after college, and the year was coming to a close. Go dogs!
0: Was, by the way, Wesley at the University of Georgia.
2: Ooh. Well, I was
0: at Georgia College.
2: I knew this. This so, explains
0: so much to me. Yes, with because tay. I yes, thank you. So not go dogs. You not were go dogs. the Wesley Foundation yes. at Georgia College. Yes. I said your name at UJ, and I was like, y'all, she was part of Wesley. And they were like, I was like, I think she worked here. You worked at Georgia College. That's amazing. Yes. It's, amazing.
2: it's amazing. It's very confusing. She also does not like Georgia. I know. It's a hot so. take. What? I know. Who. I well, what? We, what? I know. We
0: got to disciple that out of her. Believe it's me, yeah, I'm working, working on it. Yeah, yeah.
2: we we'll love her. Anyways, the Braves, like we can okay. We, we can have that in common. Huge sure. Braves yeah. fan. Okay, so you were at Georgia College. Yeah, so I was at Georgia College,
0: and under one of my dear friends, yes. an amazing pastor, Tate. Well, I love Tate. Yeah. Would follow that guy
2: anywhere. Yeah, certainly so, not because you're here. But, <laughs> like, I <respect laughs> idea, but I respect the, the idea. am the Holy Spirit first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was working for uh, in college ministry was coming to my end, the end of my year there, year commitment, and really was asking God, what's next? What? Like, I think there's more. I think I could stay here at Wesley at doing what I'm doing. I have dreams of how we can do things better, like just dreams for what could be, but was also like, what is there? was asking for open doors opportunities. And so I, a friend of mine sent me the residency application at Crosspoint. And so on a whim i was like all right i guess i'll apply and did you want to come
0: to nashville did you know no, Becker or me or no. any no Mm-mm. i like
2: obviously like from tape from people like i was like oh yeah annie like i'd heard kevin's name but like yeah. not a super big following just knew so nashville was like not the dream not the goal it was yeah. really like god what's next and so i was about to leave to go on a trip it was like spring break week so i was about to leave and go on a trip and it was like she sent me this application and this was like the humor of God at the time. I'm so like, I cannot make decisions. So I was like, I don't know. So it was like, I had a week to apply before the application oh closed. And I was like, you got to be kidding. So I think I applied <laughs> at 10 p.m. the night they closed. Like, oh that's just my God. Yeah. So I apply and I'm like, I, I say now I'm like, I would be embarrassed to probably read my application because I'm like, I have no idea if it was good. I have no idea what I said, but applied, shut my computer. I was like, Lord, open or close the door. No idea. I go on my trip to Yosemite, to Napa Valley, like I'm living my life. <laughs> and I get an email from Crosspoint, from my residency director at the time, wanted to set up an in interview. And I was like, oh, I kind of thought I, I forgot I applied. Um, so, long story short, and a lot of detail kind of came down to the option of you can stay here at Wesley. And it'll be comfortable. It'll be good. I'm not, there's nothing bad making you leave. You can say yes to this, or you can say, I, you asked for opportunities and I opened this store, you can say yes. And kind of through a lot of detail and like, things that i felt the spirit leading that was leading me here to nashville so that's ultimately how i got here it was a lot of it was a really tough transition to leave like people that i had done so much life with and yeah. had been rooted with but i really felt like god was asking me to step into obedience and come and just say yes to that so that's how i got here how many and years then, have you been here now i'm going on this pastor law was two years yeah so I got here, and God just hasn't let me leave yet. So yeah, we're so glad. I know. Yeah. I, I tried to go. I really did. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried to leave, but yeah, there's just something that, like, God is doing at Cross Point and even in Nashville, and I don't think that I've been like released from that yet. Yeah. I, I still keep asking. I'm, like, I think there's things I have been praying for when I got here that is mm. that are coming into fruition as the days mm. go on. Wow. So it's really encouraging that. I just get to be a part of it. In
0: your personal life or in work or
2: both? In both. A lot of it in work, though. Of like mm-hmm. a lot of things. Actually, our boss. This is like such a foundational. My first oh my gosh, year this here. This could be a
0: Josh Reed fan pod. So yeah, quick. For so sure. quickly. So <laughs> like, easy to do.
2: He's changed our life. I can't he's lie to you. changed my do. life. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a gift from God. Yeah, And so like my... Wrapping up my first year here, there was, like, a lot of wrestle of, like, am I going back home? Am I committing to stay here? I had some really good friends planning a church back home, and at the time, I was like, do I need to go and reach, like, go there and reach my family? There's a lot.
0: Where's home? What part of Georgia?
2: Uh, The middle of Georgia, Gray, Georgia. Um, have we
0: not talked about this? Do you know my family is all gray, Georgia. You're
2: kidding, no. Okay, we'll do this <laughs> off. I mean,
0: my whole family is in gray, Georgia. Wheeler you're Nursery.
2: Kidding? Yes, that's our that's whole right. family. You're kidding? Yes. Oh yeah, my right. gosh! I
0: grew up playing at that nursery I feel every so Christmas. I know. Yes. I know that road. I know yes. that life.
2: Um. Yeah. So from gray, you go to high school. Well, Jones County. There's okay. only okay. Uh, one. Yes, you did. Yes, you Unless you went to school. Unless you went to private unless school. Unless you went to, to strap. No, 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 no. Okay. Um. Yes. So. Was wrestling like, what do I do? You know, I, I love being here. I don't really know what's next, all these things. But Josh had asked, he was like, I think you can think of it this way of, do you feel like in the life that you lived, like from your small town, from college, all this life, do you think there was something like God gave you that you've been sent here to like give away in spaces mm. or do you think like you spent a year here is there something that you've gathered as you have spent this year here working that you've gathered up that now you get to go back home and give away and so i think it can be true and different like the answer can be different in different seasons but for me it was like i really think there's like something that i've carried from a lot of life lived that i get to give away here yeah. and so it's like personal but it flows into work and the call beyond right. like our yeah. job descriptions here yeah.
0: yeah wow yeah that's amazing Thank you. Will you say how old you are? 25. Okay. And Bugs, will you say how old you are? 30. Yeah. And I'm 43. I think that's important. I think as people, people who are listening have already heard me intro this, they already understand our triangulation of relationship. Right. But I think, so I think that's an interesting Mm. part is looking at the ages. Because I think a lot of times when people are trying to figure out who should, who could I invest in? Mm -hmm. They, this is such a textbook example, the two of you. yeah, And even you and I, Bugs, is a pretty textbook example of like, well, we shared some DNA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a season ahead. Right. And we're serving in the same community and therefore right and it's yeah. something we both wanted and right. that is actually true of y'all too right. and right. so i think talking about ages and where we came from matter books how yeah. did you and lad end up here at cross oh my Point? gosh you want the
1: long version or the short <laughs> version um so we were on staff at the UJ wesley foundation and had every intention of staying actually really wanted to be so you intern for three years and then you can be invited to stay as a director and so we were like we are sold had you done your three yeah, we had oh, th- we wow. had done three years, we were ready to commit our lives to staying there, and that that door just shut. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, okay, what's next? So lad, oh, um, I'm so glad it did. I know. It's oh my gosh, honestly insane. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It explains so much of my attitude when I first moved <laughs> to Nashville. I came here kicking and screaming, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Lad applied for the student pastor position at one of our locations and actually was told, hey, we found somebody else, so thanks anyway. So mm-hmm. I ended up accepting a job in Atlanta. And Lad then was like looking for jobs. <laughs> that pastor reached back out to him and was like, it didn't work out with the person we thought we were hiring. Would you like to put your name back in the interview process? So uh, we talked about it, and I I'm a loyal person, so I really struggled mm-hmm. to be like, I just accepted this job. I yeah. cannot now consider moving to Nashville. But all of his other doors were closing, and so we were like, whatever. Like, if God's opening this door, let's do it. Anyway, so a bunch of, like, prophetic words, just, like, a lot of clarity from the Lord. We both got invited—or, I'm sorry, Lad got invited to come up and interview. One of our mentors from Athens was in a room with— two of our former pastors at Crosspoint. And they were like, we heard that you, like, Lad wrote you down as like a reference. And yeah. so tell us about him. Tell us about his wife, whatever. So he tells him about Lad. Then he's like, yeah. And his wife did social media advertising major at UGA, whatever. Uh, and they were like, you know that we have a social media position open at Crosspoint, right? And he was like, I did know that, but she's not going to apply to it. She has a job. <laughs> so they were very, very gracious. They invited me to interview God's hand was all over it. I yeah. did not deserve that. And then um, we got hired on the same day. Yeah. So we packed our bags and moved to Nashville. Yeah, you so, did. I yeah. remember our mutual friend in Athens
0: calling me and being like, two yes. of the most important people in our lives are working at your church. And I
1: was like, can't wait. It's
0: going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have dreamed this up. I didn't oh, imagine I know. we would be what we are. I still, friends.
1: do you like, remember the day that we met? I was like, you know, like no. the first day on the job, you don't have anything to do. And it's yes. the worst. Yes, So you're just sitting there while everybody else has to do their job. Yes, And yes. I was just sitting at the computer and you walked in and you were like, are you Becca? And I was like. <gasps> I said it like that? <laughs> yeah. No, not like that. Are you Becca? <laughs> well, I, I think <laughs> nah. you were like trying to be discreet. And I was like, oh,
0: yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> my office was at your office. We yes. Shared you, office I mean, the you time. were like right next yeah. to us.
1: Yeah. And you were like, Clay told me about you. We should hang out. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, a familiar face, please. Yeah. <laughs> the one,
0: the thing I remember more is when we sat at Disney,
1: when yes. we were on the Disney
0: trip and everybody was eating or something. We were at picnic table. I yes. remember you came and sat at a picnic table with yep. me. And you were like, I am really struggling. Yes. And I said, OK, let's, let's go. Let's talk. Yeah, yep. let's go. Um, I'm so glad both of y'all are serving our church. It is. That whole team is. I feel emotional about it. Hmm. your team is doing what our church wants to do and so as one of the teaching pastors i think man all we do when we get i only have 35 minutes with them Hmm. y'all have seven days with them and minus my 35 and so it just means so much to me the work y'all are doing Sorry. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, just pass those over. Yeah. Yeah, really. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Amra Colostrum. I'm telling you when our first shipment came to the office, my coworkers were lining up to be the first to try it because we heard so many good things. Have y'all heard about Amra Colostrum? This new superfood seems almost too good to be true, but this team is a fan. It's just one scoop or packet that you add to cold water or cold food. We've tried the unflavored option, which works great, and the blood orange flavor too, which adds a fruity citrus taste. Colostrum is the first nutrition we've received even life, and it contains all of the essential nutrients our bodies need in order to thrive. So, Armora Colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that helps strengthen immunity, ignite metabolism, and anti-inflammation, fortify gut health, activate hair growth and skin radiance, improves fitness performance and recovery, and has some powerful anti-aging benefits. I mean, I am here for all of that. It is wholly natural, sustainable, and was developed with the highest integrity from start to finish. Armora has thousands upon thousands of five-star reviews and literally life-changing testimonials from users. And our office is thrilled about it too. So we worked out a special offer for our friends. You get 15% off your first order. Just go to com slash that sounds fun or enter that sounds fun to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash that sounds fun. And one more amazing partner to tell you about, Nutrafol. Okay, do you ever wish you had thicker hair or less shedding? There's so many root causes for hair thinning, and Nutrafol addresses those through a whole-body approach to hair health. Thinning is absolutely normal, and that is why I love Nutrafol. They help women address it from within their science-backed supplements. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. So get this. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after Taking Nutriful's women's hair growth supplement for six months. No matter if you're going through postpartum or menopause or you're in a stressful season that causes hair loss, Nutriful has four unique formulas to support women and is physician formulated using drug free, science backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. Just go to Nutriful.com to take their health hair wellness quiz, which we love a quiz, and identify the causes of your thinning hair. And Nutriful will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole whole body health approach. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutraful is offering our friends $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutraful.com and enter the promo code that sounds fun. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend NutriFol for healthier hair. Nutraful.com, it's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code that sounds fun. That's Nutraful.com, promo code that sounds fun. Okay, now back to our Build Your Board conversation with Becca and Harley. That
1: sounds fun.
0: Okay, so mm. we are talking about discipleship. Mm. So, Bugs, will you start us out? Everyone just heard Nancy last week mm. kind of talk about my and her relationship. Can you define discipleship for us? God. You realize that's a massive question (laughs) that the
1: big C church in America is trying to answer. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Well, how do you define it? What do you define Mm. as a discipleship relationship? Because you have it with both of us. Yeah. I hope. I mean, you're better with Harley than I
1: am. that's not true. (laughs) I I mean, I think at its most basic level, being a disciple to Jesus is following him and obeying his commands. Like, I think that's where if I try to overcomplicate it, then like, that's where I just— it it gets too complicated and so when i think of like a discipleship relationship it's like it's like a paul and timothy like i'm following you who's following nancy and like we're all collectively following jesus but it's like you're the person in front of me that's tangible that i can see how you're following jesus in 2023 Mm. and walk with you in that and receive the well or yeah I think of it as like wells, like you have dug wells spiritually that now Mm. I get to drink from. And hopefully, I hope that Harley's getting to drink from wells that I've dug. And so I think of that's how I imagine discipleship. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. that's a great definition, by
0: the way. Thank you for doing that. I think an interesting thing for our friends listening is you moved here in 2018. We started meeting pretty quick Mm -hmm. and doing you and I. Harley's only been here two years, Mm -hmm. but I remember the day you said, I think. I want to see if Harley wants to meet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know this story? Have you heard her tell this, Harley? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. Did you, when you moved here, Harley, did mm. you think I need to find someone to disciple me?
2: Yeah. Why? Yeah. I think coming from a Wesley background, it was discipleship was ingrained in our culture at Wesley. Right. It was just a it was what you did. Yes. It was a part of the program. It was a part of the structure. And that's not to say it was done perfectly, but it was modeled. And I think Growing up before college, I'd had people walk alongside me. And at the time, I probably didn't define it as discipleship, but it's what it was. They like showed me how to love Jesus and how to walk with him and how to follow the spirit. And so then in Wesley, having that was the structure. And so I knew it had changed my life. And I got here. And before I even got here, the summer before I moved, it was like there were some specific prayers I prayed as I was coming, like yeah. friends matter, community matters. Like I know no one as I moved to this city, all of these things. And I knew I would want someone to walk with me as I got here so there was prayers before I got here and then even when I got here that I was praying of Lord I, I I want that relationship I need to be led someone to pour into me to give to give away what they've been given and so I think that I saw the effect of how it changed my life as you as I walked in a relationship and lived an integrated life alongside people that it wasn't something that I was willing to go without when I got yeah. here mm-hmm. were you hawk-eyed were you like her 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 her? <laughs> No. I don't think Wait, so. Okay, so did y'all, you said y'all met at Disney, like on a retreat. Mm-hmm. We met on our staff retreat In last year. Oh, Dollywood. At, two years ago. Yeah, last, last year. The Dollywood The Dollywood retreat. Yeah. Okay. And, so the whole church staff, for our friends listening, the whole yeah. church
0: staff goes on a retreat once a year for yeah. two days, not even yeah. 48 hours, yes. hardly. Yes.
2: And we were at Dollywood and... I oh my got, gosh, we're like, just like a stack of amusement park disciples. I know. <laughs> Look at us. I know. Well, I got, I like got done riding rides. I was like, all right, I have a headache. I'm over this. And so I've like paired up with not a random group, but like, we were I just walking. I'd, yeah. I'd been on staff for two months maybe. Yeah. So I really didn't know anyone. Still getting to know people. And so we connected. And I think we just, someone had mentioned you to me of like, you're from Georgia. Like, it was that same? Like, we have some DNA that's similar. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so I think as we were walking, we just started talking and like connecting and just kind of like we're like hey like you know got to be friends and then when we got back from retreat maybe a few weeks later I was also in this place at work of trying to figure out even what the heck I was going to do in my residency it was not solidified and so I think I reached out to Becca to connect of Hey, can I just like get to, like, I I came here knowing like my heart cares so deeply about discipleship and formation. I have no idea what that looks like outside of the context I've seen it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no idea what that looks like at Crosspoint or what their team does. But I knew that they were about it. Like they cared about it the way I did. And so I was like, can we just connect and like talk about what you do? And we did. But it went so much more than just work. Yeah. And I think I think in that moment, I got to express that I had been praying for. I like didn't go into this like, I think it's going to be Becca. Mm-hmm. But in that we were at Radish Kitchen, like a holy uh-huh. place here. Yeah, is. and um, Why do you think we go to Radish? We, we also. We know radish. <laughs> we, also <radish. laughs> we know good things. The Lord yeah, knows. we do. Um, and I think. Lucky Radish. They're getting a lot of Holy Spirit conversations good, right? going on in their restaurant. Yes. And so I think in that moment, I had expressed to Becca, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I would love to. I'm praying into this, like asking. And I think after that, you had reached back out and it was like, Everything just kind of fell into place and like mm-hmm. came to fruition of getting connected. But no, I was not like, oh, it's Becca. And I think I was like really aware of that because I was like, I don't want to pinpoint something. And like, what if they actually don't live a life that I would trust in mm. following? Mm-hmm. Or what if they.
0: Oh, that's interesting, Harley. So you kind of watched people's lives for a minute. Well, yeah,
2: I'm like, I, or it's like, oh, from the outside, they might look like I don't. I don't know. It's like one. It was prayer. It was asking God for wisdom and discernment. Yeah. And my biggest prayer was like, Lord, would you just authentically make a connection? Yeah. And I don't know if I need to ask in boldness, like, Hey, will you disciple me? Or I don't. I don't know what it will look like. I'm willing. But I was like, I want it to be genuine and not just someone that I think is following you the way I want, like mm-hmm. desire, but someone that like they are praying for the same thing I'm praying for. And that's mm-hmm. what it ended up being. Yeah. yeah. I, we were both asking at the same time, and God made our made the connection. Right. Yeah. Okay, so
0: Becca, when when she comes up to you, tell—I mean, I I was there. I remember um, <laughs> of what was stirring in you. What was stirring in you that made you go? I think I'm mm. wanting to ready. I think it's the right time. Mm. Was it because you'd had one kid and you were? I mean, w- w- was it your life place or was it your workplace that made you even mm. before Harley was in your vision? Yeah, that made you go. Okay, I'm ready
1: to start meeting with somebody mm. too. Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. I think. So, previous, before I moved to Nashville, UJ Wesley, or Wesley in general, really adamant about discipleship. So, I'd been meeting regularly with girls the whole time I was there. and Leading them, discipling them. Yes, and being discipled myself. And so, moving here, I mean, I really got my entire world flipped Mm -hmm. upside down. So, I think it took me a second to, like, get my footing again. And I was in a place where I was, like... Not loving like the physical work that I was doing every day, but I was like, God, what do I have to give? Like I there was like this, I was doing ministry in air quotes from a computer screen. And I was like, this is just not, I don't know if this is it. Mm -hmm. And I knew that like I wanted to disciple someone eventually, but it was kind of just like the Holy Spirit being like, I think now's the time. Like you just need to ask and ask me who it is and so you and I t- had been talking about it and then when Harley and I met it was like it would it was like an elevator like lighting up like every wow. every button cuz i think it was just like she carried the same heartbeat that i did she loves jesus so much yeah. and like it was really refreshing to be around her and I think she she had a humility and like, what seemed like a teachable heart. And so it's like, what else could you ask for in someone, yeah. you know? And so I think knowing that we shared that DNA, it really felt like I didn't have to explain anything to her. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest part with discipleship <laughs> relationships is, like, whether you're the one asking to be discipled or offering to disciple someone, it's like, if someone doesn't have context for it, you're like— so here's what it's going to so look like. So you think right. that I, that you're just so great that you want to, like, give right. away all of your knowledge right. to me? Like, and right. I'm like no, that's not what it is at all. Mm. I know. I always get so
0: weird where I'm like, yeah. What? I, literally, a woman at our church came up to me a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, hey, would you consider meeting with me or helping me find someone to meet with? Mm. And I had to get weird and be like, I need to know if you're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're just saying me first because I'm your gateway drug. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I need to actually know. Is this something I'm supposed to pray about and consider? Mm. Right. Or are you just throwing my name in there because you're being polite, right? right. And that's such a weird thing to, have to is. ask someone, but that's the only yeah. way. And then she said, "No, I, I, may, I mean, you." And I was mm-hmm. like, well, "Okay, then let's have right. a real conversation about right what that time commitment is and mm-hmm. what you want and what you're looking for." And yeah, but you're right, bugs. You have to do these weird like.
1: So did you want us to uh, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like it is a big commitment. Like you're in basically. Does um, it feel big to you? Well, I it think does to me, I think mm-hmm. it's weighty. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I'm basically giving Harley a front row seat to my life, so she gets to see me at my best and my worst. And I think that's like something that you have to take into consideration yeah. before you decide that you want to to walk with someone. Yeah, so I don't even know if we've ever talked about this books.
0: In my dream scenario, mm-hmm. I pray for the girls I disciple every day. I reach out when something pings me. I hope, I think you feel, there's an open door to Mm -hmm. anytime there's a thing. Let's talk about it or pray about it. I try to see you at church when we're at church together on Sunday. And then my goal is sitting down every six weeks. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of my things. Yeah. I'm going to make some, spoiler, I'm going to make some adjustments next year. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want this to be really, Mm -hmm. it is really weighty to me. Right. And I want it to feel solidified on both sides. Yeah. And go, okay, for 2024, let's do this. Yeah. What do y'all look like? It does not have to have all those rules in yeah, your head. That's right. partly my because of my calendar. No, no. And no, y'all no. see each other every day at work.
1: Right. I know. I think like it's like comparing apples and oranges, honestly. Okay. Like okay. me Say to that. you versus me to Harley. Yeah. And I think part of it is like you and I is like we're like our stage of life, what we're doing. Like it doesn't allow us to sit down and get coffee once a week or right. whatever. Right. Whereas Harley and I, I I mean, it's unique in that we are literally like, we work together every single day, but then we also meet, in addition to that, everyone makes Once fun of us. Because uh, every other week. Every other week, yeah. Wow. But we, we walk the parking lot at Crosspoint, so everyone's <laughs> like, oh, man, we'll see you guys in two hours. We're like, yeah, you're That's bravo. how I did all my phone calls. Right, When yes. I, like, had to actually do phone calls, I was like, I'll be on the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything's better when you're walking. That's right. That's right. Um, and, like, she is very – I. she's probably – the person here that's the most involved in like my family life Mm, so like she babysits my kids and like she'll come over and hang out with lad and i that kind of thing so but that's different than the way that you and i look but i think that it, it just works for us part of it is like because i have two kids like it's really hard for me to do anything outside of work. Yeah. So the fact that Harley and I get to meet at work is
2: like yes.
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so that's modeling such a beautiful thing to our friends listening who mm-hmm. are young moms that are yeah. like, okay, well, who's around me? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, who could get here easily? Right. Um, and yeah. who could, you know? I think that's really brilliant, right. Bugs. Yeah. I think that's really smart. Do
2: you think yeah. I describe that? Way? Yeah. Okay. And I think it's like, it it so happened that we then started working together yes. after we met. Oh, right. That's so an it important wasn't, part. It wasn't yeah. like oh you're cool we're working together can you like also because like we have one-on-ones at work we have like yeah boss to you know those things but i think we had kind of established that connection and then uh, later on that down the line i was like do you actually want to work on our team i was like yeah so we yeah. do have a special like scenario in that way but it looks so different like i think our lives get to be integrated more because we know it's going to going on at work and mm-hmm. we know these things but when we meet it's so it's those things don't matter. Like, it's so yeah. different in the way that we lead both of those things. Right. So I think we've even had conversations of, like, uh, is this, like, too much together time? <laughs> but it's not because of the way yeah. we get to steward it well mm-hmm. of when we spend time together versus when we're working together. Yeah, how do you separate that?
1: Because we don't have to separate that
2: because yeah. talking about work right. is
1: part of our –
0: of what we do. Right.
2: I think it's separate, but it's also not. But, but it's, like, almost easier to – There's a lot, like we said, like, there's not a lot I have to explain. It's like Mm -hmm. we're doing a lot of living together. You're like, that ten o'clock meeting today.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You're like,
1: I saw the way that you interacted with that person. Like, how you doing? Right. Kind of like those kinds of things. But also at the same time, it's like, I think there's opportunity for both of us. Like, if I'm sitting in a meeting with Harley, like, I'm carrying a responsibility of like, I can't. I want to like make sure that I'm leading her well, even though like in that moment we're not having a discipleship meeting and vice versa. It's like she's allowed me the permission to be like, why'd you say it that way? Like and like kind of hold it, yeah. hold each other accountable. Mm. So I do think that there's some separation in right. that. like when we're having our one on one, we're not just talking about like, hey, right. what to do's do you have on your to do list today? Right. As yeah. much as it's like, how's your family going? That kind of thing. Right. But it's also
2: everything's so integrated yeah (laughs) so yeah which i think is like how it was always meant to be in the way of being able like we think of discipleship of giving away all that you've been given and i think what we value so much from like discipleship past relationships we've come from and that we've discussed is like it's getting to do life with someone Mm -hmm. and uh it's so much i don't know a big thing that I've discovered in my life is just the need to feel safe and to be safe for my life, to be safe, my words, my story. And I don't give that away super freely. And so I think it's given opportunity for us to get to like, there's a lot more trust built because we do so much of life together Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, we see each other every few weeks, but I haven't actually caught up with you. There's like a lot of catch up. We have to do. I feel like when we get to meet, there's a lot of, we just get to, to do because we've lived the life together. Um. Yeah. So I think it it make it takes the weight off of someone not truly knowing you, but then it also makes it easier as we meet. I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Becca, an interesting th- thing for you is Nancy, who disciples me, married with kids. Mm-hmm. Me, not married yet, no kids. You, married with kids. Mm-hmm. Harley, not married. No. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no kids. No kids. Not yet. Not <laughs> if yet. you want him. Um, and so it's an interesting spot because. The cultural understanding is, of course, a married woman can disciple Mm. an unmarried woman Mm. because the cultural understanding, I'm not saying this is true. The cultural understanding is, well, she will want to be, Mm. and therefore it makes sense. But you have been in agreement with the idea (laughs) that the person who disciples you is not married, Yeah, but the person who disciples me is. Talk to me about, uh, just talk to our friends that are married about what it's like, it will not hurt my feelings, for you to to be discipled by someone who is not married, doesn't have kids. So I can't really tell you how to fix things with LAD Mm. based on my experience. Yeah, Mm. Not that things are broken with your husband,
1: but just, (laughs) you know, like, like,
0: like, yeah, like. Talk a little bit about being discipled by someone who's in
1: a different life place than you. Yeah. well, to be totally honest, like I've never been discipled by someone that's married. So oh interesting like even right. I, was, I mean even when I was married, my disciple I was single. yeah um, but I think that to me, my marriage is a huge part of my life. It yes. is not my entire life yes. and so I think a lot of the stuff that I'm able to talk to you about, Sometimes it involves lad, but most of the time it doesn't need to. And yeah. I think, like, to your like board reference, like yeah. I have people on my board that are spiritual parents to me. Wow, that care for my marriage differently than you care for my marriage, yeah. but that doesn't one's not better than the yeah. other. You know what but I mean?
0: That's, yeah, that's really helpful. So mm.
1: I th- like, and I can't ask you to carry like every single issue I have going on in my life. You mm. know, like that's impossible for any one person to do. But I think also like thinking about your role in my life, like I didn't know that I needed that when you came into my life, coming into ministry, like mm-hmm. you've been able to call out one, you've carried the the mantle of women and leadership in yeah. ministry for me for a long time, but also for our church. And so I didn't know that I needed someone to be like, hey, help me carry this mantle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I was like, Someone carry that mantle. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Someone
0: hold that with Annie. And I'm yeah. like, "Books, hold it's this you. with me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think,
1: like, you've really helped me understand, like, what I have to bring to the table yeah. in ministry mm-hmm. and, and in life. But, yeah, I think that it's been—it's not even a consideration for me because what I'm like, saying. you love Jesus and mm-hmm. you—I've been given access to your life mm-hmm. outside of— this, and I trust your relationship with the Lord, so I don't care if you're married or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I don't know if I answered that the most eloquently, but... One of the sentences
0: that you said that I think is so important is, no one can hold your whole life. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that is why we're doing this. That's Al Andrews in the first episode of the series was like, we are lonely because we're expecting one or Mm -hmm. two people to sit in eight seats. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? And so if you expected me, or if Harley expected me Mm -hmm. to hold your whole story... Mm -hmm. It, it would be impossible. I would never. I would never be able to do that for you. Right. But there are pieces I love holding. I would try. I want to try. Anytime right. you have another thing <laughs> for me to hold, I want to. But I think that's so much wisdom. Of no, there's a couple of people mm-hmm. that are meeting my needs spiritually, emotionally, relationally. Mm-hmm. That speak into this. I think that helps a ton. Yeah. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about another amazing partner, Thrive Cosmetics. So whether you watch all the Get Ready With Me videos on TikTok to find your new favorite makeup products, or you just want to know the easiest and best options without having to look around, Thrive Cosmetics is the way to go. Y'all know the turquoise stupid mascara you've seen all over your socials? Well, I love it. And you have heard me talk about it. Their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara not only makes my lashes look longer and fuller, but it lasts all day without smudging or flaking. Y'all, I am such a fan. Here's what I love as well. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. Go give their mascara a try or check out some of their other fun options like their Brilliant Eye Brightener, which is a highlighting stick, or their new Impactful Semi-Permanent Smoothing Lipstick. Y'all know I love a lipstick. If you're tired of the same old makeup or if you want to try the product that thousands are raving about, now is the time. Thrive Cosmetics is a luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com/tsf. That's thrivecosmetics c a u s e m e t i c s.com/tsf for 20% off your first order. That link and pretty much every other link you could ever long for are in the show notes or we send them to you on Fridays in our Friday AFD week in review email. So you can sign up to get that in the show notes below as well. All right, we all know the way our hair or skin look can sway our mood and impact our day. If one of them feels off, it just feels like the day is starting off on the wrong foot. I've never found beauty products that really fit my personal hair goals. But ever since I switched to a custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier, shinier hair, and healthier skin too. With pros, personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. For example, my custom shampoo and conditioner, which I love, they formulate to make my hair more manageable, shiny, hydrated. It's amazing, y'all. They truly deliver. Pros is better for the planet, too. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback, adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. The city that I'm living in, it is Amazing, you guys. Pros is so confident that they'll bring out your best hair and skin. that They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order. You guys, five zero. Fifty percent off your first subscription order at pros.com slash that sounds fun. So you get your free consultation and then you get 50% off at pros.com slash that sounds fun. This is the season to try pros if you have not tried them before. Pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's pros dot com slash that sounds fun. And now back to finish up this fun conversation with Becca and Harley. That sounds
1: fun.
0: Harley, what do you, this is not pressure. <laughs> Let me start by, what's your Enneagram number, by the way?
2: Um, I w- Just embrace it. I would say an eight oh, yes, my
0: girl, let's roll. Okay, then, then I retract no pressure because I'm like, you don't care. <laughs> You're not going to feel pressure from me. Um, I'm really curious. What do you think about discipling someone? Mm. Is, is that time now? Are you, what are you waiting for? That's not, again, that is a pressure. I'm I'm asking you because I want people to hear there is a right time mm. to just be, Getting settled mm-hmm. and receiving and being mm-hmm. grown up. And then there's a time to turn around. So where are you in that process?
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a fair question. Um I think when we first started meeting, it was definitely like my like I said, my transition here was pretty tough. And that was one of the things we connected on, yeah. which was a gift. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just felt so understood. And so Leaving we met, a
0: Wesley, particularly yeah. the two Wesleys we're from, is a is a really yeah. culture shock. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And just leaving towns that were you're just so rooted and you yeah. had people that had done so much life with you. Yes. You could you're park known, anywhere in Milledgeville. That's right. There's parking everywhere. That's right. Cost of living. Yeah. Cost of living. Your coffee's cheap. Yeah. Um, and you just, there had been, you know, depth of relationship with people yeah. where you're coming to a new city and that's something that we had both desired, these deep spiritual friendships, but I was not in yet. I mean, I had just moved here. And so when we first got here or when I first got here, that was what, was just transitioning into a life here when we started meeting. And then I would say maybe like maybe a, a little over a year after yeah. we started meeting, Becca would start to ask like, cause it was also a prayer of mine. Like I think as you give away to me, like there's things I ha- I have things to give away. Yes. And so I knew that I don't want it just to like stop with me. Like, okay. Like tell me all the things. Cause that, that's, that's not how we live our life in general as believers, and so all that we were given was meant to be given away. And so I I knew it was my my desire to disciple someone, but I think a year in, Becca started asking and praying into like who that would be and bring like asking me, hey, do you have anyone in mind or what anything like that? And so she would challenge me, and I think that <laughs> there's probably a few months where she's like. Would ask a lot, and I was like, "Yeah, I know. Like, I'm I'm praying about it, I, or I haven't prayed, or I don't know. I know uh, I need to. I know I need to, and I'm ready. And I think it took like one a year of being settled and feeling like this was home, and feeling at peace in my own life here, to then be like, I don't think we have to have it all to then give it away. But there is that time, like you said, of right. being able and being willing and just feeling ready. And so. I actually do disciple a girl. I lead a small group at Crosspoint, and then there were a few girls that God highlighted to me in my small group, and that was and one. They're of the not questions. on staff. They're not on staff. They're I, just I love it. In, yeah, in Nashville, and but part of our church. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one thing I'd ask back. I'm like, how do how do I know? Like, do I just go and ask, or or especially when you're leading a whole small group? That's right. And I'm right. like, well, I already lead them in small groups. So does it have to be someone outside of that? And I think she was just super encouraging of like you can look within your realm of people and God's probably highlighting you someone or where, where's the spirit already leaning in on people yep. and yep. where's the door already being like touched in that way. Yep. And so yep. there are a few girls that were highlighted in my small group and I'd ask God and prayed. And I actually, there was one girl I was like, I think I'm going to ask this one girl. And then the girl I actually currently disciple had reached out right after last Christmas. So we probably started meeting like last January. Mm-hmm or this past January and so she'd reached out right after Christmas and just wanted to talk one-on-one and And you're like I was like (laughs) uh and she was someone I had in mind I was like she was so new in her faith and so new to Nashville and she really just needed to know like hey I love Jesus but how how do I live this life with him and what am I doing Mm -hmm. and so we sat down and we met and she was like starting asking questions in the conversation and she just really needed a safe place to process some stuff that had been going on and in the moment like the spirit was like no this this is who you need to ask mm-hmm. and i like i felt the spirit prompt me to ask her in the moment and i think there was like relief even on her face as she was like yes mm-hmm. that's like all i've ever like that's just what i need like how do yeah. i do this yeah. so we've been meeting for almost a year but what definitely do y'all's rhythms was... look like every week every other week we meet every week right now <sighs> dude yeah it yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's, so, that's so generous of you. Yeah. And her, think, for both of right. you to make
0: space in your right. calendars for each other like that. Right. Sorry, books.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so seasonally and like so what does your life need? So it's like what even what mine and Becca's relationship looks like as we meet is not what hers and I's looks yeah. like. Mm-hmm. It looks so different because of what she's asking for and what yeah. she needs. Yeah, And so. And I think
1: your personality is right. Like you're just such a social person. (laughs) Yes, that you and I'm introverted. Uh
2: So I'm like, I don't need to meet every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, yeah, we meet every week and she is in the small group that I lead. So, like, we have some relationship outside of that. But, yeah, that's what our rhythm has looked like so far. It's very
0: cool, right? I mean, the three of us are very privileged in that we chose ministries to be a part of in college that taught mm-hmm. us this as a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so we probably do have—we're starting the race at mile five right? versus mile zero. So a lot of people have invested in us. We've all been discipled yeah. by other people. We've all discipled other people. Mm-hmm. It is very cool to think about Nancy— down to this girl Mm -hmm. that you're meeting
1: with. Yeah. Right? That gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, that is like
0: a five generation Mm. investment happening. Yeah. Not because of any, I mean, not because of any of us doing anything right Right. necessarily, but just the Lord saying, highlight, highlight, Mm -hmm. highlight. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's, and I think it's giving gratitude of it is an answered prayer. These mm-hmm. aren't just things we happened into. That's right. Um, those were these were things that Becca, I, like I prayed so specifically for, um, and just coming into agreement with the lifestyle that He asked us to live, but us actually desiring to live that way as well, mm-hmm. and to want to give away what we've been given, and to ask for wisdom as we do it. Because even yeah. as I mean, I think I catch myself so much as I lead um, the girl a disciple of god i just want like convict me if i'm using things out of like scripture out of context mm-hmm. or i I don't we don't get into these relationships to i'm not making a mini harley she's not making a mini becca like yeah. what i love is that when i go to becca i trust that she's pointing me right back to truth and to scripture and mm-hmm. to what yeah. god has said and yeah. she's asking him first before she's telling me her opinion mm-hmm. but it's like i can trust what she's saying because i trust her relationship with god i trust to yeah. that she carries a spirit. She's mm-hmm. being led by the spirit. Yeah. So I think it's it's being aware of that, of like, we're we're all being formed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not forming this girl. Becca's not forming me from who she is. Lived experience is so helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the ultimate truth is that we'd be followers of Jesus. And so that's what we're going yeah. after. Yeah.
0: How many right now in a world, in a dream world, where they were knocking on your door, how many girls do you think you have the bandwidth mm-hmm. to meet with? Let's say you met with them every other week. What's your bandwidth, you
2: think? To really love, care, mm. invest? That's a good question. I Thank think you. if my priorities were correct <laughs> <laughs> and just like prioritizing time, I think there would be like to do it really well to give like all of my energy, I think two or three girls yeah. like two would probably be a sweet spot. I think there would be capacity for three, but it would have to say be saying yes to th- some things and no to others. Yeah. Um but I think in college, I think I led like three to four at a time, which we had yeah. like a smaller scale Wesley than you guys did. But um, I think a lot of it is, what are you saying yes to? What are you saying no mm-hmm. to? Um, what's God asking you to say yes to? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you get to have fun, enjoy your life. But like, what are you investing your time in? And so I think yeah. if it was invested well, like two to three girls would be yeah. a good mm-hmm. bandwidth to have. And Becca, right now, in your how long ago did you have your
0: second son? Four weeks? <laughs> Uh, it'll be eight tomorrow. Oh, eight. Okay. Yes. Eight weeks. Yeah. So you have an eight week old. I do. And a two year old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I want people to hear your yeah. bandwidth is Harley. Yeah. And then me every six weeks. ish. Yeah. Well, eight, because I haven't seen you since you had your baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've been busy. But, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, am I wrong?
1: Do you have bandwidth for three? I don't feel yeah. that I do. I mean, the Lord's putting other things on my heart that I think can fall into the discipleship category that aren't meeting one-on-one mm-hmm. with a younger girl that and those are things that I'm like currently praying through that yeah. I think I can Josh always talks about like how you just need to bring other people into what you're already mm-hmm. doing yeah. because my constant thing is I don't have time yeah um and so I think that hardly I'm able to bring into what I'm already mm-hmm. doing and so the If I had bandwidth, it would have to be a situation like that, too. So, I think it'll be interesting for y'all to hear when Nancy
0: was on. Our friends heard this, but y'all haven't heard it yet. She has a pile of us. But what Mm -hmm. what her life is so different than our lives. Yeah. And she sees us, much like you and I do, every six weeks, every four weeks, something like that. But checks in every day, every, you know, whenever. Yeah. But because she... Works and she's in a different season of life. She doesn't have kids at home. She, Mm -hmm. you know, she is able to do this differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I think it's so interesting for us as our friends listening to hear, like, okay, a young mom having one person that they are able to see and one person being seen by them. Yeah, is is a great number, right? You do not have to have twelve disciples. Jesus did not like set your discipleship precedent like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's important Mm -hmm. for people to hear. I think sometimes there's a pressure of like. Well, every person who asks needs to be a yes. Right. No, they don't. And you aren't you aren't right for everyone. And every discipleship relationship doesn't last for a hundred years. Yeah. Right. Or None of us are same. still being discipled by the people who discipled us a decade ago. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And that's I mean, that's one of the things I'm thinking of for next year, Becca, Josh, and I've been talking about this of really drawing up kind of like a here's what it'll look like. Mm. Almost so that me and y'all can practice in twenty-four. Yeah. What does it look like to do a Twelve month contract, right, right. not a contract, but, right? But it, here's what we'll do this year, and then we have a blueprint, yeah, to hand off to the Harleys that aren't from a Wesley, right? right. And go, right. Here's what you do, yeah. Right. Here's Ooh. a start. Here's an. Here's a That's blueprint so of what I you do yeah. in a year, and yeah. then also people aren't committing like. So do I do this for ten years with right. this person? Am I stuck with this <laughs> right. person for forever? Right. You know. Right. So I think some of that will be helpful for me, but I'm not sure. It, yeah. Everybody doesn't
2: work like that. I think it is helpful, too, though, because the goal would be that it would always be ongoing. Like, I would hope the girl I disciple will one day disciple someone else. Like, there's Mm -hmm. always this ongoing. I think for people that—I think when I started meeting with her, she'd never had a relationship like that. So for someone like that who has no context—and every relationship and discipleship relationship I had at Wesley or other places has looked so different. Yeah. So I don't think there's one blueprint to get it right, but I think if you have a structure, it's so helpful to know even where to start with someone. Yes, yes.
1: And do you have to be a certain level of Christian to disciple someone?
2: No. Oh, no. No, no, no. no.
1: (laughs) I think, honestly, that's probably the thing that – that's why I'm currently discipling is because I was introduced to this when I really first started walking with the Lord. I think it would be way harder for me to embrace that if I – started getting discipled when I moved to Nashville Mm. because I wouldn't know to look for it. And I'd be like, well, I've been doing this by myself for the last 10 years. Why do I need to do that? You know, I feel like the sooner we can start with like new believers, like you've been given the Holy Spirit. Now go give yourself Mm -hmm. away. People are actually going to embrace it. I mean, Matthew
0: literally said that Jesus said, go and make disciples and then baptize them. Right. I mean, it was not get them saved, get them baptized, and then put them through a system. And teach them. Yeah. It was go disciple them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know. Right. So I I agree with you, Boggs. I think one of the – I watched a reel yesterday. There was a pastor saying, if you're discipling well, people should be getting saved. Mm. And I was like, oh, I – That's convicting. Yeah, it's convicting, right? But, Bugs, the other situation is everyone I'm discipling is leading on staff at our church. Mm -hmm. So I have to take that advice from that guy and go, okay, yeah, I want people to be getting Mm -hmm. saved. But that's not what God's asked me to do in discipleship right now. Mm -hmm. I need to disciple those of y'all who are leading so that you're discipling the Harleys, so Mm -hmm. that Harley's discipling the girls who are getting saved. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Is that okay that... (laughs)
1: God, is that okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I would agree with that. no pressure on you, Harley. You don't have to always disciple the. Well, I think it's also just like our jobs, which mm-hmm. we we are not passionate about discipleship because, or that's not why we're discipling, right? Because we're passionate about discipleship. Right. It just happens to be that we're talking about our relationship. I but know, yeah. I think that I think about that with our work all the time. It's like, okay, is this devotional? I'm not meeting any of the people that are reading this, mm-hmm. but maybe they'll. <laughs> they'll come to know jesus through it like i I don't think we have to live in the the box of are you out on the streets sharing Mm. the gospel
2: should we be doing that yes
1: do we all need to do that all day every day i think that people are gifted and different things so Mm -hmm. yeah
2: i think it matters like we need to we continually develop as we go and so it matters just as much for to have someone walk with you as you love Jesus already mm. and like are figuring and out life, than when you first started. So I think it's a both and I yeah. think that we need both. Yeah. Like I don't want to imagine a day that I don't have someone who's leading me mm-hmm. that's me a safe person that's like I'm walking with that yes. knows me deep yes. that is accountable like holds me accountable. So I think it's both. I think, I think there's always there's always more with Jesus, and mm. so I think as we okay we're like we're secure in our faith but there's still questions there's still sanctification Mm -hmm. there's still growth there's still new seasons and so i think it's both yeah so i think i think yeah i think it's okay
0: okay great (laughs) (laughs) thanks harley (laughs) good i feel better i'm in um man this is i cannot believe i get to go to a church where y'all are on staff I feel so, so lucky. So thank you for what you do. And just who y'all are is such a gift to our church. Mm -hmm. There are, again, I have 35 minutes with them. You have seven days with them. And the discipleship role y'all are in at Crosspoint, and oh, it just makes me so happy. So what do we not say about discipleship
1: that you want people to know? Is there anything we didn't say that you've thought about? I mean, Harley just touched on it. I think that it's the sanctification process is like a huge part of discipleship. At least in the format that, like, we're currently looking at. Yeah. I mean, going from glory to glory, like, you yeah. want – I need help because I know that – you know the things that we talk about. And yeah. if I'm left to my own devices, yeah. like, it's not right. good, you that's know? Right. And so that's I think too. that's the
2: – a huge part. Like, you have to be willing to, like, let someone in yeah. and know you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Kevin has said this, that like one of the worst things we can do is think that every thought we have is true. Mm, Yeah, And so I think if there's not someone to bounce it off of, or like there was a situation we met last week, I was like, Becca, I told everyone, I got to ask Becca what she thinks. Like, (laughs) And not because I trust Becca, but because I trust wisdom that she carries because she carries the spirit. And so I think there's always someone that we need to speak into us to have access to our lives and us to be willing to listen, Mm -hmm. not to take it as Bible truth. If We have our own discernment as we walk, but yeah, sorry, because we're not going to do this perfectly, right? Any stretch, (laughs) neither. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I just think that it's so important to to have a voice that speaks into your life, that someone that you trust that's walking with Jesus, and the goal is like, I think Becca makes me better as a follower of Jesus and as a friend, and she sees things in me that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like she makes me yeah. more self-aware. And yeah. I think it's important as we the whole idea of discipleship is I think I've heard it defined this way as like maturity unto Christ-likeness. So we mm. want to be more like Christ, mature in our faith, mature in our walk, uh, more like him as we go. Yeah. And so I think it's whatever that relationship looks like, we're not we don't do it perfect. There's not a right there probably is a wrong way. But like there's not like you're doing it wrong because you meet every six weeks. We're doing it right because, you know, it doesn't like that. But it's like if the ultimate goal is the same, like what does he ask us to do? He's asked us to follow him Mm -hmm. to love people. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we're doing that, then we're on the right right track. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's really good, Mm y'all. The only thing we didn't hit is discipling through trauma, which we Mm -hmm. have also all done in our context Mm -hmm. in church Mm -hmm. in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. But I think people know that That's part of it Mm -hmm. is you bring your real life and your real self to every relationship, including this one. Right. And so I um, jokingly, I don't know if that's the word I want to use. I jokingly called a lot of last summer triage discipleship Mm. is where you're going like the pain you're experiencing. Where is it in your body? (laughs) Like, what do we need to do? And so I think there's also times where you have to meet with people out of, are you okay? Mm. Yeah. And then there are other times where it's long term. Mm. And so I think that's. Interesting to put in people's brains, too, mm-hmm. that there are times right. where pain yeah. leads to short-term need yeah. for meeting yeah, more for frequently sure. or more yeah. focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, But we are on this side of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And thank God for it. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Okay.
1: What do we forget? Anything? Y'all feel good? The only thing I was thinking, I think, in a discipleship relationship, if you're asking that of someone— have level expectations Mm. i think that's like because i let harley down all the time you've let me down yeah but that doesn't mean that this isn't working you know what i mean i don't know i just think about that like you're not god i'm not god you know what i mean like i think let them still be human yeah and like if they're on a pedestal take them off before the Lord has to, because it's yeah. way more painful that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Speaking from experience. Right. Yeah. That's, that's really good. No, that's good. That's helpful.
2: And, and I think I don't, like I don't see this image of Becca and it's like, that's what I'm aspiring. Yep. I think what yep. I love is, it's like, if I need someone to pray, if I need someone to ask a question, like in the hard and in the good, like, She's who I go to. Yeah. There's other, And we talked about that. There's other people in my life. Like I have yeah. deeply trusted friends that know a lot of my life that I'm like, hey, I need you to pray for me today. Yeah. But she's a safe person. That's like I'm immediately like I, I she's safe to me. And so it's like I can immediately go to her and yeah. she's going to pray or she's going to speak with her. Or she's going to ask God on my behalf. Yeah. She might not know. But, yeah, I think there's not the expectation that she's always going to get it right. But there's the expectation that she's always going to be near. Mm-hmm.
0: She's going to be accessible wow. and
2: she's going to be safe. Wow. Yeah. And so I think that is what matters the most to me whether she's like I think you should do this or that I think it's that she's just there like present and that matters most to me
1: Mm -hmm.
0: oh you guys don't you love them I know they're amazing and I loved hearing about who Harley's discipling and yeah I just feel real honored to be in this stack of women So I hope this conversation and Thursday's conversation last week with Nancy kind of helped you figure out what is the next voice that you need when it comes to discipleship? How do you find someone to disciple you and how do you find someone to invest in as well? So if you want a full list of all the resources from our Build Your Board series, and if you want to get that guidebook so you can go a little bit deeper into this, go to AnnieFDowns.com slash Build Your Board. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie Updowns on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I'll do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is, well, my producer, Johnny, is in New York City with me, and we had bagels for breakfast, and that sounded fun to me, so that wins. Another bagel for me, please. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. We have a special podcast episode with my friends, Seth and Amber Haynes y'all are going to love it so we'll see you guys on Wednesday yeah, I'm like-